Blog Talk Radio. in Los Angeles. I am waiting for Sid to join us on the other line uh, to discuss our topic of the day, which are National Coming Out Day, what it means, uh, what it means to have straight allies, and discussing some gay slurs in the NFL. Before we get Sid, uh, talk a little bit of baseball. Um, I'm out here, as I said, in L.A. The Dodgers, uh, as we're broadcasting this, play the Washington Nationals tonight for a trip to the National League um, Championship Series. And what's interesting about uh, baseball this year, we really are going to have a a winning Super, uh, World Series team that, that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, in the American League, we have Toronto and Cleveland. The Indians haven't won a World Series since 1954. The Blue Jays since 1993. The Cubs have already, already qualified. They haven't won a World Series right now since 1908. It's kind of amazing. You imagine you could be 107 years old, born in 1909. <laughs> And if you're still alive, you still have not seen the Cubs win a World Series. You've seen two World Wars, the start and fall of communism, the Internet, everything else, but you still haven't seen the Cubs win a World Series. And then either the Nationals or the Dodgers. The Nationals, uh, they had been the Montreal Expos, and I forget who the Expos were before that. Maybe they were an expansion team. But basically, no Washington baseball team has won a World Series since 1924. Uh, and with the Dodgers, the last time they won a World Series, and they won a lot of them, but was 1988. So we're really talking about uh, whoever wins a World Series this year. It'll be at least 23 years uh, since they last did it, which I think is kind of kind of great. Actually, I'm personally rooting for a Cleveland-Chicago Cubs World Series, as I just think you have two really sad sack franchises. Um, you know, one of them is going to finally win. I mean, the Cubs... I know a lot of people who were Chicago Cub fans were getting really sweaty palms uh, Tuesday night when they were down by three runs in the ninth inning against the Giants in game four. A loss would have set up a game five, and the Cubs pulled out a really unlikely uh, 6-5 win. Uh, so I'm talking baseball because it's not a big baseball fan. Um, but that's something to look for. Uh, in the NFL this week, we have only – one unbeaten team. Who would have thunk it? Um, the Minnesota Vikings, who are going to continue to be unbeaten because they um, – excuse me a second. I'm trying to get Sid connected. Uh, the Vikings have a bye this week. So the Vikings at the, at the five-week mark are the only unbeaten team in the NFL, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. a team that lost its starting quarterback – prior to the season starting and its best running back in week two. Um, the Eagles fell from the ranks of the unbeaten last year. Uh, I'm sorry, last year, last week, as did the Broncos. So the NFL looks pretty wide open. But I want to start while waiting for Sid to get on. Um, he must be having some technical difficulties. Is talk about um, coming out. This Tuesday was National Coming Out Day. And 
it is really a reminder of how important the act of coming out kind of publicly, and I mean publicly to, your, to at least your family and your friends, and in many cases the world really kind of means to people. Um, it's one thing to be kind of out to a small group of you know, of people who don't know, but when you kind of let everybody in your circle know it, it's, it, it makes it very empowering. And all day on, on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, people were, you know, gay people were recounting their um, coming out stories. And I think we have Sid on the line. Well, this is what happens when we, when we switch the time. I forget the move on the calendar. And I, if it weren't for your uh, text message, I would be calling it about an hour. So. Well, we had right. to do it early. I had a, I have to take off early. So we're doing a little bit earlier. But anyway, yeah, Sid is on. Sid, I was talking about your favorite sport, baseball, as I was killing time. So, um, oh yeah, baseball. Uh, <laughs> you, sure, did, you didn't, sure. you didn't miss the. I was saying though, it is interesting that you are going to have a champion this year. That the, the most recent of these teams available, the five teams, is 1993. And if you have the Nationals, Washington team, 1924, the Cubs, 1908, the Indians, 1954. So it is kind of interesting that there's going to be possibly some streak broken. And even the Blue Jays were 93 and the Dodgers were 88. So if people want to look for sort of new blood in baseball as opposed to the teams that have been winning it lately, you're going to have it this year. So um, Well, the Cubs-Indians would be be – the Cubs Indians would be would be fun to watch. I I, I would love. Yeah, that, that was my, that's why I said that that'd be my pick. You really would have, you'd have someone's incredibly long streak. I, I talked about the Cubs and I said, imagine someone born in 1909, who has lived through two world wars, the depression, the internet, you know, <laughs> the fall, rise and fall of communism, still has not seen a Cubs if their person's alive, win a World Series. So. Uh, maybe strange things will happen, but um, I started talking about National Coming Out Day, and I want to segue into a story you wrote today um, that sort of illustrates both the power of coming out and how it can be liberating uh, about a high school football player in the state of Washington. Why don't you pick it up? Well, I, I, Dylan Baker, um, you know, I'm just minding my own business <laughs> sitting at my computer last night, and uh, Dylan Baker friended me on Facebook, and I went to his Facebook page and saw a really neat uh, coming out post that he that he wrote on Facebook on Tuesday, and we just started chatting. And uh, you know, he said that uh, it's been a long time coming. He's been friends with Connor Mertens, and Connor has helped him along in his journey uh, over the last year or so. And um, and 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 Dylan said, it, you know, it just like. We hear from virtually everyone who comes out in, in high school and college sports today. Uh, I, I there hasn't been a single negative thing. Not everyone has been great. My teammates have been great. My coach is proud of me. Um, and, and he doesn't. Yeah, I, I think uh, he doesn't play football anymore because of an, uh, a bad injury. Um, but he's still he's still a hurdler. But um, he you know he's. Obviously, he's still, you know, in touch with the team, and you know, he still can, kind of considers himself a part of the team. He's friend circle, but um, he was he was a high school football player, but but not anymore. Anyhow, it's, you know, it's just it's just par for the course. It's like wash, rinse, repeat. I started writing on Twitter. It's like yet still another kid who's totally accepted by his teammates, and for to do it on National Coming Out Day is, you know, the, one of the reasons that 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 quote unquote holiday is there. Yeah, we also had a. Uh... 
University of South Carolina, the guy who heads their college baseball operations, which is a big deal. It's a big sport at um, University of South Carolina. He came out in a, I think, Division I um, website um, for his coming out story. And there were just a lot of people who maybe weren't even into, you know, not sports people, who just kind of either came out or kind of recounted how they came out. And we ran a series of videos of you know, of, of athletes, and, and we've written about, and, and their coming out experiences, and it just shows that certain holidays, and I think this is sort of a holiday for people, mean, this means something to people. People, even if you were 60 years old and you've been out for 40 years, you remembered well before there was a national coming out day what someone's sort of first coming out was like, and I think that's what the day reflects. Um, not so much that people have to come out on October 11th, but that it means you know, it, it, it's sort of, you know, your symbol. Everyone has their, their own personal coming out day. Um, you know, the, the day they consider themselves out to whatever critical mass of people. So it was kind of fun to see everything on social media all day on Tuesday. And it's continuing of people kind of telling their stories. Yeah, and, and we talk all the time about how accepting the sports world is and how much our culture has changed. Uh, it, it doesn't make coming out much easier because people still are afraid particularly youth that they're going to be the exception that that their parents are going to kick them out of the house that their friends are going to reject them and you know we have to remember that from the day we're born we're told we're straight uh the the television shows tell us we're straight our coaches our parents our friends uh, subconsciously and consciously we get constant reminders of how we're supposed to be straight and that really builds up a lot of anxiety. So, yes, it might be easier to be out in sports today, but that coming out, that first step, those first couple of steps is still so hard. And I think that's why it's important to continue to acknowledge. I think coming out, National Coming Out Day is an opportunity to acknowledge people's courage because it still takes a lot of courage to come out, and particularly when you're, when you're young. Well, we even have for someone older, there was a great ESPN uh, magazine story that came out yesterday, but roughly around National Coming Out Day, on uh, Bill Kennedy, the gay NBA referee, who he came out, he wasn't ready to come out publicly last year, but he came out when uh, Rajon Rondo, the Sacramento Kings, called him a faggot on the court. And Kennedy had finally had enough and kind of told people, you know, basically issued a statement, said he was gay. And what happened to him in the last year? Nothing. And I mean that good way. Nothing bad. Greg Popovich, the Spurs coach in his first game since coming out, told him you have more courage than anybody I know. But Kennedy sort of has seen now that he can be totally liberated because in the story it talks about how he was he was not closeted in his private life, had a ton of gay friends, did a lot of stuff, was very social, would would even bring, you know, boyfriends on road game trips and stuff. But that any time cameras were pulled out at these events, someone called him the ghoster. He would just disappear because he didn't want his picture showing up somewhere with another gay group. But in a weird sense, Rondo forcing his hand now makes him he doesn't care about anything. You know, they let an ESPN magazine reporter follow him around for probably several weeks watching him sing karaoke and doing everything. And it just shows the liberating power of not anymore having to worry about what people may or may not be saying behind your back. Yeah. Well, and yeah, that, that is a big part of the, of the liberation because that idea of what are, who knows it's a secret, you know, secrets, just secrets eat at you. They eat at me. I think they eat at most people. And 
that 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 liberated feeling when you're just able to not worry about the secret anymore. Just yeah, just not worry about who's taking a picture. And I I've been at parties even, you know, where somebody get people are getting together for a picture and somebody just kind of slips away. Like, yep, I don't want to be in that picture. I don't know where, I don't know and particularly today you don't know where it's going to end up what Instagram or Facebook and somebody sees it and so it, it yeah it's um it is just a again it, I always talk about the four steps that everybody seems to take they're afraid of coming out when they come out they're shocked at the at the response the people who were the most anti-gay before they came out are some of the people to be the first to apologize for being so and the only thing that they regret is they didn't do it sooner. And I think that regret of not doing it sooner we see over and over and over again. Chris Burns wrote about it in his um, in, a, in a piece that he wrote uh, just last week. Well, we saw we had a great piece by Eric Hall who compiled a list of 174 LGBT athletes at Division One schools that have come out sort of in history. And since he wrote that, we've heard from several others, and he's heard from several others who basically say, you forgot me. You know, and these are people who, including one swimmer at the University of Iowa um, and, and other people Eric's heard from who basically said, well, I was out my entire time, but because there was no publicity about them, uh, it didn't get on the list. But I think people now want to be on these lists. We saw that in our Gay Olympians list, we had, I think, two people who said they weren't publicly out, we took off. We also had, I think, three others who specifically asked to be on, to say, you forgot about so-and-so. So I think it's kind of more, it's more and more a badge of sort of honor to be on these lists, but like you said, it is still everyone's kind of personal, individual journey. And I wanted to transition into something you had mentioned in an email, and I wanted to hear more about it, and I think it has to be tied into coming out day, it's that something about people declaring themselves coming out as straight allies, can you get into that a little bit. I think I know what you're trying to say, but I'm trying to yeah. suss you know, it out. The, the coming out process is, is very um it's cathartic, it's personal, it is a struggle to get there and it's you it's unique to the LGBT community. You know, people don't have to come out generally as a woman or come out generally as African American. Um and that that language, uh, you know, coming out is something that's very specific. And 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 when you talk about coming out, people understand what that is because of the struggles of LGBT people. And on National Coming Out Day, I saw columns, I saw Twitter posts from straight people saying, "I'm coming out as an ally," or "I'm coming out in support of of LGBT community." And that that co-opting of that language that term i i posted on twitter that it just it makes me cringe it and it it, it, it i i i i said on twitter that it's it almost like it feels like all lives matter it's not quite, it's obviously not quite the same but it just feels like a group of people who really have not been through this struggle saying well me too me too i'm part of this too no no you're you're not you coming out as an ally is is absolutely nothing like me coming out as a gay man and everything that i went through so just that the use of that word and it's like it's almost like people you know who want to have a straight pride no you you no you don't need to have a straight pride that's we're talking apples and oranges here so just that language when straight people use it again it, it makes me cringe i don't think they're bad people it's just like Oof, it doesn't feel good. 
Well, it's it, it's appropriating uh, the struggle of LGBT people and trying to claim that somehow they have had the some somewhat similar struggle and they've not. And you shouldn't have to come out as a straight ally. You should simply be a straight ally because right. there are other human beings. And so that's what kind of bothers me about people almost patting themselves on the back for supporting gay people. I like hearing those voices, but you don't you shouldn't ha- you shouldn't be self-congratulatory. It'd be like, you know, a white person saying, "Well, gee, I think black people are fantastic and I totally sympathize with the struggles of slavery." Well, no, your family was probably not enslaved somewhere back in the past. And so it's a similar kind of thing where People almost want to try to make it seem like they can relate when you don't have to kind of prove that you've suffered. I mean, I am a, you know, a white male, so I would never, ever try to claim I know what it's like to be black and maybe be stopped because I'm a certain color in the wrong neighborhood at the same time. I could try to understand what it's like and try to say, you know, I think that kind of stuff is crappy, but I shouldn't try to make it sound like, oh, I've gone through something similar, which I haven't. And whatever struggles I've had as a gay person, it's only when someone discovered I was gay, right? You can't tell, you know, I'm gay or anybody's gay, but just by the way they walk down the street. So, yeah, I do think the whole straight allies thing is nice to have, but they shouldn't self-congratulate themselves as if they somehow had to endure the – all. What, what for so many people, like I said, is this – psychological journey of trying to be honest first with yourself and then with people around you. It's a, it's a real struggle for people. Yeah. I think most Americans are quote unquote straight allies. Now most Americans think we should have the right to vote. um, We'll speak positively about our community to their friends and colleagues. Uh, You know, when they go to the ballot box, they, they, they do right by our community. Um, Some of them have, rainbow flags on their doors. And I just, it just, the whole, yeah, I mean, the whole idea of the ally and and this gold star that you get because you're just a decent human being, it feels odd. My my parents, I mean, my mom owns a bed and breakfast in rural Maine and people from middle America come through there all the time. She talks about her gay son and gay issues with them all the time. My dad who's just, you know, a blue-collar guy, plumber. Uh, he's done stuff in his hometown that was very inclusive, um, having town hall meetings about these issues and supporting a, a gay police officer in town when he was coming under fire. They don't call themselves allies. They're just people. So I, I beyond I, the coming out, <laughs> the, the, the quote-unquote, usually the word coming out as a straight ally bugs me, but then, like, the whole idea of allies is like, why do you need a gold star? I don't need a gold star for trying to do the right thing by African Americans. I think it maybe in sports there has been a need at least for people to be really public about it because it's been such a deep closet and it's an un, until recently a really unspoken thing. So to have, you know, we've interviewed how many countless pro players, especially in the NFL, who it was important that they said these positive things because the part of the dynamic is, oh, I'll never be accepted, or, or, or a gay player will never be accepted. So having people on the record saying that is, I think, is and still is yeah. important. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that in a sense we're getting to the point where, I mean, Greg Popovich's thing to Bill Kennedy was simply, hey, you got more, more courage than anybody I know. And basically Kennedy said, didn't say anything to the rest of the night. That was it. Popovich, you know, uh, even addressed, you know, what he that the struggles of LGBT people. I think he's one of the coolest coaches out there, and you know he kind of gets it and gets it. You don't have to kind of be out there 
making it about you, you sort of make it about the issue. So I do think we want straight allies in sports, but they don't have to, they don't, it's not a big, it's not much of a, they don't have to come out. uh, Yeah, exactly. And it's not much, they don't risk anything. You're not, and I was talking to somebody uh, yesterday who said that straight allies do risk something, that they get chastised for being uh, allies to the LGBT community. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I think it, I think it probably does happen at, at a small, you know, individual level. I think it, it, maybe it does, but it's just, it's just that you said that it, again. I'm not saying they're not bad people. They're not wrong. It just makes me cringe. It makes me not. Makes me. I don't know. It makes me shudder. It, it, again, it feels like straight pride or all lives matter it just feels like co-opting of this term that that is not yours and i really don't think there's any risk involved especially in 2016 i mean you know if a if a head coach comes out and says i'd like to have a gay player someone's going to say oh my god i'm not going to root for your team anymore (laughs) i think no one's going to care um so yeah i do kind of disagree with that um i did want to change to something i had been thinking about and you were uh, out of town when I wrote it, and it's about. I want to kind of get your opinion on it. Um, it's the whole Odell Beckham thing. You know, Beckham is the Giants receiver who last year had that famous game against the Panthers where he was ejected uh, and suspended a game for a couple personal fouls, including a blow to the head. And afterwards, there were numerous reports that gay slurs were used against him. Beckham even told Michael Irvin that someone Sid knows very well that that he had been called gay slurs in every game that season. And then the matter just kind of got dropped. And, and in the first four games of this year, Beckham really just kind of acted out. And I saw two of them where it seemed like he was getting a defensive back or somebody would say something and he would just get in that guy's face. And it made me kind of wonder that no one was asking the question, is he still subject to gay slurs? And not excusing his behavior on the field because he has acted really like a jerk and he's hurt the Giants with some, you know, stupid play and a, a bad penalty against the Vikings. But I was kind of curious that that had, that whole issue seemed to, like, die the minute Beckham didn't appeal it. And I know you've talked about the idea that it was in everyone's interest to have it die. Did you ever – I don't know if you've been paying attention to Beckham this season, but do you think it's still possible that that slur is still being used against him because it worked? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I sure it's I mean I, sure it's possible. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, he's a typical receiver. He's a t- typical quote unquote number one receiver who wants to catch a hundred balls and and have twelve touchdowns over the course of the season. That's what he wants. That his brand relies on. You know, a couple seasons of seven hundred yards and four touchdowns, and he's history. So uh, that's what that's just what I assumed it was, but. Uh, you know, it's not surprising that people don't want to talk about this um, because the Giants and Beckham, after they made these claims last year, like you or I, both of us wrote about, they wanted this to go away very fast. They, they didn't. I mean, they, they didn't appeal. Um, oh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but the opportunity came for Odell Beckham Jr. saying, "No, I want this to stop, and I'm pressing this." And he and the Giants just backed away. So, I, I, I mean, they wanted to go away. Um, and and I, I think that the, the media is – I think we're in a different position because we're gay. I think we, we, we um, push the limits a little bit. But I think a lot of people don't want to even associate an athlete with gay because they're worried of being accused of outing somebody or all this kind of stuff. So 
um, I, I think, yeah, that's why it's probably in everybody's best interest. The, the sports writers and Beckham and the Giants just kind of not go there. I think for me, being obviously a gay person and an NFL fan, I, I, I wasn't, and I wrote, I didn't say I knew this for a fact, but I was just wondering. And, like, I think it informed my the way I saw that because of my background, whereas a straight reporter probably never even entered his head because maybe he just had forgotten about it. But I thought, well, you know, players will use anything against an opponent that works. And Beckham even said, oh, I'd trash talk myself if I knew it would work. So if there are certain buzzwords they're using for against him, whatever it was seemed to be really seemed to be working because he would just get so agitated. And I just thought, well, I'm a gay man, and so I went down that way. Um, and I think it's, again, a reflection of you have to come from your own experiences. And I, th- I think we – I mean, I think we both agree the Giants – it was in no one's best interest for this story to continue after the suspension last year, because if Beckham had made those allegations, they would have had to be investigated. And the NFL, after, after deflate gate and after the whole Ray Rice thing, I don't think the last thing they wanted was a lengthy investigation into whether or not slurs were used because there was no audio tape that picked anything up. So they would interview a whole bunch of people with the giants and with the Panthers and the media. And I just think everyone probably decided, you know what? just let it die and then Odell Beckham wouldn't have been linked to the word gay for the next umpteen weeks of an investigation so I just thought it was kind of interesting that I mean you had talked to giant sources who were adamant that the stuff was said and then man the appeal comes and doesn't doesn't even bring it up and takes his punishment and it gets forgotten about yeah and and to be clear this language is not appropriate in in the NFL college football and high school football and and if it is being said this is the opportunity for Beckham, who, I, I, you know, I'm, I assume he's straight. Most people are straight. I assume he's straight. It's an opportunity for him to, be, to actually be a real ally and say, nope, I'm not letting this go. This, is, this, this language is inappropriate. It has no place here, and God knows what it's going to do when, if somebody who's gay hears it. So gay or straight, if, if he's hearing this stuff, I mean, he, he should have pressed the issue last year. And and if he's hearing it, he should press it now. So it's um, I, you know I I I don't know. We have no evidence. Nobody said that he's he's hearing this language. But it is curious. He's he's ever since that that Panthers game last year, he has just been he's been a hothead. He's been he's been I just explosive. And like you said, he's he's hurting the team now. Yeah, I think he he scored a touchdown against the Packers, and it was his first first touchdown since the Panther game. He had uh, suspension last regular season game, didn't score. So, um, you know, something was bugging him. And so I just kind of raised the question because I was surprised that no one else had raised the question. Um, And I think it's because they're not thinking about it. I mean, this story just died so quickly. We're at the Super Bowl and I expected that to be a topic and it wasn't no topic at all with anybody. Um, So, but Anyway, I think we're, that's about all I have today, Sid. Well, that's all I got. We got. We're <laughs> Sid and I are in a big fantasy football league. Uh, where we're both four and one, and my team stomped all over his for the first time oh, in ages. La- two weeks ago, <laughs> you stomped all over me. It was my only loss of the season. I got a. I'm playing against another four and one guy this this uh, this week. So this is a this is a. I, I think I'm in the game of the week. Two four and one teams going up against each other. Yeah, but I hate when, like, you beat somebody in fantasy football by, like, 70 points, like, 
you know, then the next week you lose by two. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> right. can I bank some of those points? But it's a it's a it's a thing. Sid's brother's in. Sid's uh, Sid's sister's in, and Jeremy Brenner from uh, who's our young high school or now in college NFL writer. So we will not bore you anymore with our fantasy football talk. Uh, but we will be back next week. So um, until then, check out all the great coming out stories. Go to outsports.com. We have dozens and dozens of them, mostly first first person, and we're going to have several others: uh, a swimmer, I think, a referee, a hammer thrower. Um, and a transgender hockey player coming up. So look for all those stories. Until then, talk to you next week.